0: Welcome to Minority Corner, where we take an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. I'm James. He, him, his. I'm a queer, political, actor, activist, comedian, cancerian, self proclaimed sexy blurred. That's a uh, black nerd. And each week, I'm joined in the corner by another fabulous minority where we tackle the news, pop culture, politics, media, history, and more, all with a little self-care and self-love sprinkled throughout. Okay, so for this week's Minority Corner Rewind, we are going back in time. And maybe this week was inspired by Black Panther. There's a lot of talk about it, but we're going to go to the actual history of the actual... Black Panthers, because we just don't know our history, folks. We just don't know it. We need a refresher, and it's purposely designed that way. And it's important to know what this organization stood for and fought for, and how a lot of the things that they laid the groundwork for are things that we have in place nowadays that were just basic human rights and equality, and also how and why they were purposely shut down. So Anaki breaks down the history of the Black Panthers. Now, this comes on the heels of, we're going to go back in time, 2016. Beyonce had just done her performance formation that was homage to Black Panthers and um, celebration of blackness and black power. And that's when everybody remembered that Beyonce was black. Also, sidebar, this is when, for whatever reason, we were asking Meryl Streep her thoughts on race, which, like, why are we asking Meryl Streep's thought on race? And she had the comment of, well, we're all from Africa. Oh, Meryl, just keep collecting your checks. Keep collecting your checks. Anyways, it's fascinating to listen to this conversation and see how four years later, how little has changed. And maybe it's because we're just still honestly in the middle of things. But uh, it's important to know our past and uh, deconstruct how different things were vilified and why that is purposely designed. We have literally been brainwashed from grade school about what this country was and the foundations are there in all of our minds of the white supremacy that is just so vibrant in American culture. So it's so important for us to go back to these history lessons and unwash our brains or wash our brains out because they're filthy with white supremacy. So here we go and stick around to the end. I'm going to catch you up on the um, Black Power mixtape which was referenced in the show and I finally got around to watching. It is a must. It is required viewing and uh, we'll break down some of that plus your review and tweet of the week at the tail end. Stick around. We'll see you there. But for now, Minority Corner Rewind, History of the Black Panthers. Let's go.
1: Right, we are back, uh, and
0: we... Yeah, okay, first of all, what? let's spill the beans about what you... During the break, I was working and making dinner for my friend. We took a 10-minute break. We took a cookie 10-minute
1: break. We took break. a 10-minute break, mm-hmm.
0: and then Aneke went to go watch How to Get Away with Murder. I got comfortable. Meanwhile, I'm slaving away and working, and she was like, oh damn, I guess I got to go do this podcast now.
1: I was like, I got a little bit of time. Let me pour myself a little mason jar of some wine. Let me get some Maui.
0: And by little, she (laughs) means giant, like, jug tub. No, it's cute. It's tiny. She's drinking, like, a, uh, a gallon of wine.
1: And I got my little Maui onion chip chips. And I sat down, and I started How to Get Away with Murder, and then all of a sudden the phone rang. And I was like, oh, look at that. Time flies by. <laughs> because it's time
0: to get back to work. We got She didn't record her segment. I am ready. What corner are we on? Is, is this about How to Get Away with Murder?
1: No. This is called Y'all Need to Do Your Research.
0: <laughs> Dang. and that guy's like, calling it out. Y'all need to do your research. Okay. All right. Research about what? About, about dandelions? Um, no. About Miley Cyrus? Nope. Um, about uh, George Takai, Star Trek, Star Wars. Love
1: him, but no. Oh, P.S. sidebar. Mm, yeah. George Takai is best friends with Nicole. Richie. No, Nich- no, Nichelle Nicole. Nichelle God,
0: Coles, the black woman from she... Star Trek.
1: Yes, you heard her.
0: Nichelle Nichols, yes.
1: Who is exactly. Tweet the answer. Exactly 50 years the older The same age than as me. you? 50 oh, exactly. years, older.
0: <laughs> oh, not the same age.
1: I'm 33, she's 53. I think it's it's a sign.
0: I feel like you both could probably go to the club together and have the same amount of fun.
1: Yeah, we would sit and have our beer and then leave in disgust.
0: <laughs> and just be like, damn, how many <laughs> drinks did you get spilt on you? Seven. <laughs> Sounds like a good night, girl.
1: Ooh, yeah. So... You actually gave me a really good lead-in because you talked about the Super Bowl and how everybody's freaking out. You're
0: welcome. Thank you. It's almost like we planned it. I know. I'm kind of a big
1: deal. Mm. Go on, go on.
0: So it's like a setup in volley. It's like Venus and Serena Williams of basketball. What do they do? Tennis. Knitting.
1: Tennis. Oh
0: well, (laughs) we can keep track. They're always changing it up. I feel. Sports ball. Always just trying to stay ahead of the curve. Are they playing football? No,
1: those two, they've always they've always played tennis. Are you sure? Tweet <laughs> us if you know the answer. I'm not sure that, I don't know. So, you brought up that Beyonce um, outraged everybody with her Black Panther backup dancers. And everybody's right?
0: afraid of the Black Panthers. You better take that sip of wine. Ineke's like, here I go. It's delicious. I better drink this wine.
1: Mm, I'm ready. I'm putting my wine down.
0: I'm getting into it. This should just be called... I put my wine down. If you're also listening to Minority Corner, we also encourage you to drink wine as you listen.
1: Yeah. I'm why not, not? Just take a little sip.
0: I mean, loosen up. I mean, I'm not drinking because one of us has to be, you know, the designated podcaster.
1: James right now, I'm looking at him through the interwebs. And
0: <laughs> Don't tell my I'm secrets. I'm not,
1: but he looks like he's on location in a cave because it is I, dark as hell. I keep
0: changing where I'm recording from and now
1: it looks it like It looks I'm like a cave, some Blair so. Witch Project happening right now with this little bit of light (laughs) illuminating his face
0: (laughs) please tell my mom and my dad and my boyfriend that I love them very much and I just wanted to say that we're not all Africans so shut up Meryl Streep
1: Meryl okay so what I want to talk about is the Black Panthers because a lot of people and it was all over like the U.S. um no us Weekly, People Magazine, all these people are talking about how, ooh, it was such, like, a dynamic thing. It was so, it was so daring to put this terrorist group, so, like, people are calling the Black Panthers terrorists, which kind of pissed me off. Aren't they?
0: They're the same thing as the KKK, right? Uh, just about I know,
1: exactly. One. You're like, I'm going to go against everything I, I can't said even in play my last corner. <laughs> just to play the devil's
0: advocate in that game. Oh, I
1: hate that. When someone says, I'm just playing devil's advocate, just walk out the room. Just, just walk, walk away. away. Actually,
0: I think we should have a minority corner drinking game. I think next episode we should try to see how many times we can say "devil's advocate" to each other, oh my God. And piss each other off. I know.
1: So I wanted to get into the facts about the Black Panthers, so people can know more about the Black Panthers other than that they wore leather, had afros, wore berets, and had guns. There's more to the cute, party. Though. It's a good look. It's a good look. Not even gonna Did lie. Did you
0: also think that maybe it was a little tribute to Michael Jackson, what Beyonce was
1: wearing? It was a definite tribute to Michael Jackson's Super Bowl performance. Okay. He had the whole okay. gold military craziness. Right. <laughs> yeah, And Beyonce's like taking it to the next level. She is. Like,
0: lady power.
1: So, I would like to point out some the timeline. I'm going to read some key points in the timeline of the Black Panther Party from 1966 to 1968. Wow. And just to let people know that I got these facts from the UC Berkeley Library. Ooh. So this isn't some organization with a um, purpose <laughs> or anything. Some of it's your,
0: a university. It's not some of your <laughs> terrorist hate speech in that your terrorist hate website. <laughs> yes. You know I went to, you know my one of my professors was part of the Black Panthers. Wait, what? One of my professors oh, yeah, was part Oh yeah, Angela of the, Davis. Yeah, I took a class with Angela Davis and she was part of the Black Panthers and sidebar, when they were mm-hmm. searching, when the FBI was searching for Angela Davis, mm-hmm. two of my my aunts used to get stopped all the time. Oh my God. Because uh, my aunt, my aunts lived, grew up in the Bay Area and they yeah. used to get stopped all the time when they were looking for Angela Davis because they had like the Afro uh, just like her. See, so that's any, ridiculous. If you were, like, if you were a Light skinned black woman, you got stopped.
1: Like, God forbid you're a light skinned black woman who wants to wear an afro in the 60s.
0: Like, come on, mm-hmm. come on. And the, people, they were so threatened by Angela Davis that they were
1: trying to hunt her down. She was awesome. I also was taught side, side, sidebar. I was taught by a professor at UC Santa Cruz named Bettina Aptheker, who. Which is, aren't they together? No, they're not together. They're
0: friends. I thought I heard that they were together, though. Because Bettina well, is
1: the lesbian, right? Let's be I don't real. Know. Let's be honest. I don't know. She's a lesbian. But That's what I heard. She you heard it first. Aside from that, she's an awesome woman who was an activist in the sixties and the seventies. Um, a Jewish white woman who stood alongside the Black Panthers. So mm. let's look at those facts too. So they couldn't be yeah. all racist if they had Bettina right. Apteker right there in the middle of everything right. being awesome.
0: That's why I always say blacks and Jews should be united. Everybody should be united. Well, yeah, but
1: And know, I've never it, heard you say that. This is new. <laughs> Didn't I say that before? I swear, I saw that like a week ago or something. Not like one of your like it's not like one of your, like, it. like one of your wholesome sayings it.
0: that you say. All that you sign up on your email with that. It's on our minor, our minority corner T shirts. Yeah. Our minority corner T shirts say "Black and Jews should be together," and then parentheses everyone. Okay, so. And then parentheses everyone
1: and everyone. So the site that I grabbed it from, the UC Berkeley site, is... And I'm going to post this on the website, so you guys check it out. It's a really good read. I'm only reading some segments from it, so if you want the whole story, check it out. It's really great. They have recordings and clippings and all this great stuff. So it's the UC Berkeley Social Activism Sound Recording Project. They use primary sources... Um, hello, I'm a librarian. Primary sources are the best source. It's from the horse's mouth or from the time that it was taken. Go straight to the source. They have recordings yeah. and media sources from the 1960s and 70s. So the stuff that I'm going to be reading is just the facts. It's stuff that was recorded during the time of what happened. Okay.
0: Right. Shall we dive in? Let's do it. I want to learn about this panther party. And so it's not about like the panthers in the zoo. No. It's about people. Okay. <laughs> Okay, oh, this is more interesting. Just checking. It is It isn't got...
1: a bunch of literal Panthers around apart yeah. like a, having a pinata party at the zoo. Yeah. No. Uh,
0: that sounds like fun. <laughs> I think that I bet you the Black Panthers did have one of those at one time for someone's birthday. A pinata party.
1: No? You don't think so? I don't think so. <laughs> maybe. Like an, an maybe, elephant, for children, maybe for children. Maybe for children during their free lunch meals that they did for all the children of the Bay Area in LA and New York. Whoa. Well, maybe. Because all children need breakfast and meals.
0: And the Black Panthers helped to get
1: that. Yes, they did. They organized it. Oh. So, March 17th, 1966, Berkeley police interrupt an impromptu street corner poetry recitation resulting in the arrest of Bobby Seale, Huey P. Newton, and Gerald Horton charges are later dropped so this is before the the panthers were even organized they were having a poetry mm-hmm. recital bobby seal and hewitt p newton who are two of the leaders of the black panther Party, having a poetry recital and police interrupt they're them. Just reading some poetry right that's like a when you do mortified like if you
0: did you know a does this poetry she's this thing called mm-hmm. mortified and that's like someone going in there and like stopping you and be like what hey, are you doing
1: terrorist. what are you doing you're terrorizing yeah. people
0: she's like in that case,
1: like I'm reading from my journal from when I was a teenager. <laughs> no. so okay, there's that. And then now we're going to June, July, 1966. 500 people gather at San Francisco City Hall to protest anti um, to protest arrest of sit-in demonstrations in 1964 at the Sheridan Palace Hotel in protest of unfair hiring practice. So wow. people gathered in San Francisco to sit in on. Un- fair hiring protest, right? Right, yeah. Same time, race-related rioting breaks out in 43 U.S. cities, including Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Atlanta, and Detroit. Over 3,500 are, are arrested and seven are killed. Wow. So time, it it's tough right then, and a lot of parallels to right now.
0: I was going to say, this sounds like you could have like just taken out the year and taken out the name of the group or organization and it sounds like the same thing. Right? So it's very
1: similar to the Black Lives Matter campaign and, exactly. and the folks that are shutting things down exactly. now. Yeah. So October 15th, 1966, Huey P. Newton, Bobby Seale, and David Hiller developed a skeletal outline for the organization. So this is usually the date that people quote and say that this is when the Black Panther Party was founded. They developed their um, self-defense 10-point program and platform so i'm looking through the 10 point program and platform of the black panther party and just to kind of summarize i have we want freedom um we believe that black people will not be free until we are able to determine our destiny that sounds right, about right we want full employment for people we want the end of robbery by the cap um by the capitalists of our black community so um, they basically are saying that the government has robbed us, robbed black people of an overdue debt of forty acres and two mules, which black people were promised after slavery ended, but we never got. Wait, you
0: didn't get yours? No, oh no. Did you get yours? No, but I got like a a postcard saying uh, coming soon. So um
1: yeah i gotta save the date for never oh okay wow <laughs>
0: yeah okay.
1: i really want that what would you do with 40 my mule
0: i'd name mine like um jack jack the mule i would straight up
1: sell my mule i don't want that thing but i could use the land like, i could use the land yeah you could make like a neck land <laughs> So, just basically, their 10-point things is a lot of, we want decent housing, we want education for people, we want... They get a little radical because they they want all black men to be exempt from the military service, but you know what? If there was a a country that deemed black people as not human, and then enslaved us, and then they were like, hey, can you fight for us also? I kind of understand it. It's radical, but I get it. Actually, no, that doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, no. It's like, fight, fight. Well, and then... like. we, the way that we get used in the military since World War Two, black people were put on the front lines and have been disproportionately right. been you know, Civil
1: War like our numbers are very high in the military mhm um listen to number 7 and remember this was in 1966 number 7 of the 10 um mm-hmm. principles of the Black Panther Party um we want an immediate end to police brutality and murder of black people so they did that happen <laughs>
0: Did that happen? <laughs> I actually think that it didn't. And that's funny. Um, they
1: were asking for that
0: um, 40 um, years ago, and we still haven't gotten that. Yeah. Let's just create a list of things that we're still yeah. looking for. And it's all of these things. That, right, it's like never getting what you want for Christmas.
1: Right, like come on, come on, guys. So now I'm going back to the the timeline again. So we know the principles, and in none of those principles was there anything that says we hate white people.
0: Yeah, or saying that like our lives matter more. So. Right, or
1: yeah, the black race is the superior race. That was never said in any of the principles. So, but
0: you know who does say that? The KKK says that, that exactly. they're the superior race with their purple dragons. Remember they have the purple dragons running around and wizards. <laughs> they are weird things. Oh, sidebar. You know what's really weird or crazy in hmm. Spain? Hmm. They have the same mm-hmm. like the 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 Catholics uh, on their holy days. Mm-hmm. They wear a very similar garb to what the KK wears, but it's. It's black, but it's very alarming and terrifying to see, like, everybody (laughs) dressed up in these outfits. Can you (laughs) imagine, get off the plane, ah, yeah, España, donde esta cerveza, whoa! And it's the church.
1: Um, James, can I imagine? When I was 14, I went on a trip to Spain during Easter break. Oh, That's exactly what happened to don't me. Don't go then. That's. I was like, what's happening?
0: Don't go. It's terrifying. Get out of there. <laughs> but they were just Spanish people. They didn't, you know, they were like, this has been around for years. It's like an episode of Scooby Doo, and they turn their mask off, and they're just like, it's me. Would you like a wafer and the blood of Jesus Christ? <laughs>
1: ah, okay. April 15th, 1967. Black Panther United Front organizes demonstration and rally against the Vietnam War at the United Nations New York. So they're against the Vietnam wow. War. Yeah. And uh, everybody was in the Vietnam Everybody. War. Everybody was all up in it. May 2nd, 1967. 26 Panthers led by Bobby Seale, who's another member leader of the Black Panther Party, were arrested in Sacramento in connection with Panther-armed visit to state legislators' hearing on gun control legislation. So basically, they were kind of pro- the second amendment purely to protect, to protect, themselves, protect themselves from yeah. police. Right. And that was the main thing that got everybody scared about the black Panther party is that they literally patrolled police officers with guns, but to protect themselves, the against citizens, the police that were killing them. Exactly. So that's the main point that I want to bring up is that, It was not against citizens, it was not against anything, it was protection against the police brutality that was happening at the time. And they
0: weren't doing this, like again, I said before my last segment, they weren't necessarily going out to attack any specific people. They weren't going out to, No. they weren't murdering people, whereas other organizations like the KKK, they
1: specifically go out and attack and murder groups of people. Right, they were just protecting against a, a police state that we're in right now where we feel that we're victims of police brutality. Black people. And,
0: like, all of these things are coming out of a need because you had, you know, 200, mm-hmm. you know, you, had, you know, centuries of slavery. You had mm-hmm. decades of Jim Crow laws. And so all of these things are erupting out of a need for people who feel disenfranchised and feel like they need to feel protection and need to have their voice heard. Exactly. Like, these things aren't, you know, Beyonce and, and these groups of people just, you know, like wake up one day and be like, I hate
1: people. No, it's like that wasn't it's it. deep like, seated, and it, this timeline really shows it. May twenty second, nineteen sixty seven. Huey Newton responds to a citizen's complaint that the Oakland Police Department entered a neighborhood home without a warrant. New- Newton is arrested after ordering police to leave. Bobby Sill attempts to bail Newton out of jail and is arrested under eighteen eighty seven law outlawing guns near jails. Wow! All Huey Newton Huey Newton was doing was protecting a citizen from unwarranted police brutality. Wow. And then all Bobby Seale was doing was trying to bail Newton out of jail. Wow. And somehow they both are arrested. It's funny that you mentioned that happening in
0: Oakland. I actually just got this text. I don't know how. I'm on some sort of mass text list or something. But did you hear about uh, Mm -hmm. Oakland police killed Hernan Jamillo? And hid the video Ugh. for two years. They hit, like, they killed him, and they hid this video. It just got announced that this happened in Oakland How, for two years. Killed him, and then... And we're
1: it. talking about now, 2016, and I'm reading a timeline about 1967. Like, this is disgusting. This is disgusting, right?
0: Yeah, it's the same so, thing happening. So,
1: July 26, 1967, California state legislator passes anti-gun law prohibiting carrying of firearms in any public place or street. Um, that's called the Mulford Act.
0: For who? Because I can see a lot of people running around with their guns.
1: hmm It was highly pointed because Panther police patrols are effectively outlawed. So now, the, what the Panthers were doing was just patrolling police officers, essentially policing police officers, and then they enact... A a law to make sure that 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 doesn't happen October 17th, 1967 Mass arrest of Anti-draft protesters In Oakland Induction Center So I bring this up because this is just the climate This is what's happening right now Vietnam War is happening, people are protesting And just the same thing like what has been happening in all over the country people protesting and it's just shut down by police right october 28th 1967 oakland police officer john Frey is killed and officer hubert haynes wounded in a pre-dawn altercation after stopping huey newton and gene mckinney newton is also critically wounded so there was a shootout and two police officers were killed but looking at the past um timeline. Police were aggravating the Panthers. And so now that two have been killed, but that kind of adds fuel to the fire. And Huey Newton has also been wounded, but you'll see. Because in November 13th, in Oakland, the Alameda County Grand Jury indicts Huey Newton on charges of first-degree murder, attempted murder, and kidnapping. So Uh, now they have him. I think that's the case
0: that Angela Davis was, that's what they were trying to arrest her for, too. And she had nothing to do with it, but they were trying to connect her because she was such a powerful speaker. Exactly. But they were trying to connect her into the the officer shooting.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, January 15th, 1968, David Hillard arrested for passing out leaflets at Oakland Tech High School. Arrested for handing leaflets. For passing out leaflets? Passing out handouts? Right? Like, this is getting very pointed right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Like, shutting... I mean, that's... Freedom of speech is being shut down. Right. That is complete freedom of speech. Um, Yeah. January 16th, 1968, San Francisco police enter and ransack the apartment of Eldridge and Kathleen Cleaver, Mm -hmm. two Black Panther members, Mm -hmm. without Mm -hmm. a warrant. Without a warrant? They're just like... They just are invading homes uh, without a warrant. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know that was legal. It's not legal. That's the trick. It's Hmm. not legal.
0: Oh, it's not legal. Okay. (laughs) I, I, I didn't know. Okay. I thought... But for certain certain people. And that's what it goes back to, where a lot of this stuff... I mean, this is the same things that are happening today and why people exactly literally... We've said this. Second-class citizens, where it's a different
1: set of rules for different people. Right? February 25th, 1968. Bobby Seale is arre- arrested after a raid on his apartment. Seale and his wife are charged with conspiracy to commit murder. Charges are later drap- dropped for lack of evidence. Okay, well... Yay, like, small victories. What the, why are they invading their houses? Like, this is nuts. But also
0: creates, This is a witch but when hunt. when you do things like this, it creates fear, so then people also don't want to get involved, like other people in the community. Exactly, and it... This happened before, earlier in the civil rights movement mm-hmm. as well. It creates a like, sense of doubt.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, March 4th, this is how high up it goes. March 4th, 1968. An FBI memo issued by J. Edgar Hoover, mandating action Whoa. against black militant groups, prevent the coalition of militant black nationalist groups. In unity, there is strength. Black nationalist groups must be the first step towards a real Mao Mao. Prevent the rise of a black messiah who wouldn't would unify and electrify the black nationalist movement. So all the way up in the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, they're trying to suppress the unification of black people. They're terrified. Mm-hmm. They're terrified. You can tell it's going all the way up to the FBI. April 4th. Which, and they Because they understand mm-hmm. where that, they, at the heart of it, they understand
0: where all that anger truly actually comes from. And they the get it. They know The justifiableness of that anger.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But all these people are trying to do is trying to protect and provide for their own community that, and then
1: being provoked for it. We just want a normal life and they're trying to create normalcy by evening out the playing field. Um, April 4th, 1968, Martin Luther King is assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee. So, in the middle of all of this mess, he's assassinated. Oh my god, it almost seems like to send a message. Ugh, it's, you know... Obviously. Two days later, Bobby Hutton, who's 17 and was the first member of the Black Panther Party, party mm-hmm. is killed by Oakland police following a shootout. Um, Eldridge Cleaver, the guy who had his house searched without a warrant... Um, yeah. is wounded and then returned to prison for parole violation. Seven other Panthers mm-hmm. are arrested. So this is, it's just, reading this is like painful to me because it's so clear, it's so clear to me that there's a full-on attack. There's right. a full-on attack happening. Yeah. So I'm going to jump ahead to August 5th. There's a L.A. shootout between police and Panthers. Two Panthers are killed. August 25th, 1968, three Panthers are killed by Los Angeles police at a service station. August 10th, police raid attack on Oakland Black Panther Party um, headquarters. And then September 27th and 28th, Hugh and New- Newton, remember, he was on trial. Yeah. Um, right. He's sentenced to two to 15 years on manslaughter conviction. And then... On September 29th, 1968, San Francisco police officer Michael O'Brien kills Panther Otis Baskins. O'Brien, the police officer, he's noted for wearing a gas Huey button. Whoa, really? Yeah. Like, how blatant and so, you know? Right? And that's the last thing that I want to bring up because it goes on and on. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. I
0: can't handle any more. If you tell me anymore. Right? I think I'm going to just curl up into a ball and die and cry. And, like, you literally just marked the timeline of, like, why this organization was completely shut down. And if right. you also think about it, like, it's not like we had our own networks to be able to get the truth out there. There wasn't right. a thing like BET, no. Stacey Dash. <laughs> um, there wasn't, like, we didn't have, like, our own ways to really get the truth about what our organizations was, so you just had... The media painting it into whatever fear portrayal that they want to. Exactly. They got people afraid about everything. Exactly. They got people afraid about this, like, you know, mosquito disease that's happening in Brazil. Oh, Zika. The 20... 20- 24 hour news cycle where they're just like everything. <laughs> pumped, well now I know. But it's, even then just like pumping that
1: fear into people and so now you have all this like
0: misrepresentation. Right
1: and that's why I really wanted to bring it up because it's just like people aren't doing the research they're just listening to what people are telling them and when someone like Beyonce decides to use the image of the Black Panthers it is not to invoke a um, terrorist mentality it's to invoke pride because it is literally parallel to what's happening right now and
0: it is a part of american history where i feel like i learned about the ku klux Klan in high school but i did not really learn about the black panther
1: party. nobody talks about the black panther party nobody ever no. talks about it especially mm-hmm. maybe in college if you take a certain class mm-hmm. it's like an extra thing you
0: have to take that extra step but you can avoid but it, it. Mm-hmm. again like these are things it's... to discuss because it is a part of the history and to thank you for Clearing the
1: air. I feel like it's been so
0: misrepresented.
1: Right, and there's so much fogginess about it. People aren't normally, like, they'll hear about it, they'll move on with their life instead of taking a moment to just sit down and research it for themselves. I highly encourage it. Even though you may not be in school anymore, do a little research, do a little digging into it, and find out the facts for yourself. Um, Just to to kind... Life is
0: always cool. You should always be in school. Don't ever stop learning.
1: No. So, exactly. Um, to further some education, I'm going to recommend two documentaries for people to go see. If you want more information on the Black Panther Power pa- Party, you can Is one... Is one of them about the Pink Panther? James. Okay, sorry. I'm assuming not. But I
0: would love to see a movie, what? a documentary about the Pink Panther. One. Not the Pink Panther. Not the one about the weird French detective.
1: Wait, James, no let offense. me get this out before <laughs> Okay. Before we go off the rails, Ugh. I just really, okay. I really think it's important that people see the Black pa- Power mixtapes, and which is on Netflix. And then oh, there's yeah. also the An- Black, pa- An- yeah. Angela Angela Davis is on that mixtape. I've seen clips. Yeah, she's in it. Go see it. It's on Netflix. And then there's also the Black. Um, panther vanguard the revolution two great documentaries about black panthers go to this link that we're going to link with that has a timeline from uc berkeley it has so much information look it up get to know have your own opinion don't yeah don't just trust what you read regurgitate
0: things from you know that tony laharan girl who's right. very terrified and upset that her right. white girl dreams are crushed by beyonce
1: she needs to read before she starts tweeting read before you tweet
0: oh that's a good <laughs> one right
1: is good i like that sarah
0: palin that'll be on our other t-shirt read before you tweet <laughs> dot 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 sarah palin <laughs> so are you done can we talk about the pink panther now Stop it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We don't have to. I was talking about the cartoon and not the weird movie with that weird detective guy. But Steve that's Martin, where it
1: originated from, right? I don't,
0: I guess so. I, I just kind of put this out there. I don't like Steve Martin, I don't think he's funny. You heard it first. <laughs> No,
1: that was a remake. There was another one that was like French and from oh, like a thousand years. But this years connects.
0: Ago. This connects to the Pink Panther because Beyonce was in the sequel, so she
1: was just
0: to bring it all. That was how she was beginning. She was like, "I'm gonna get to this Pink Panther and <laughs> become
1: a Black a Panther. Black Panther." Dun dun dun.
0: There is a higher law than the law of government. That's the law of conscious, and the job of conscious. Is to make the unconscious conscience. First of all, I struggle with saying the word conscience, but that quote comes from Stokely Carmichael, one of the formidable leaders and forethinkers of the Black Panther Party. Featured heavily in the Black Panther mixtape that Aneke recommended and I think it is absolute required viewing. It had been on my list for the longest time but I was listening to Aneke and I, our our, uh, conversation about this and I'm like oh my god I haven't seen it. No longer on Netflix but you can rent it for an easy three bucks on so many different media channels online. And it's worth it. Listen, if you're going to spend 20 or $30 for Bill and Ted or Mulan, you can vote with your dollars, $3, and educate yourself and support a great cause and a great movement. It is such required viewing. Of um, Again, this is American history. It's important for us to feed our own consciousness and understanding our history and the movements because the Black Panther Party didn't have social media to be able to really get their story out. It was white media controlling the narrative and you would have to find those other sources. And I think even now we think that we know, but we really don't. So the more information that we can get and understand and unpack what it was that they're fighting for, because they're fighting for the same things that we're fighting for now, and snaps the Black Panther uh, Party, because that's why there are free lunches available to any student who needs it, any kid that needs it. One in three children go hungry. So in America, we're the richest country in the fucking world. This is out of control. And, and and so, of course, if you're feeling like, oh, I am anxious, I have anxiety, I would think you weren't human if you were living in today's world and didn't have some level of anxiousness and anxiety. Or depression. We all have generational trauma, our own trauma, witnessing the trauma of the world. You are so in good company with that. And the great thing is, you are strong enough to take care of yourself and also remain in the fight and remain vigilant. And none of us rest until there is equality and justice for everybody. This is our mission, and we gladly accept it so highly recommend the documentary the black power mixtape and also something that was brought to mind watching the black power mixtape and you just look at how the power structures were when angela davis was accused of a murder she did not commit or a crime that she was not connected to really and up for the death penalty nixon was the president hoover was running the fbi And Ronald Reagan was the governor of California. Fucking terrible. And fuck all of those guys. The Hoover Dam needs to be renamed. That guy was a fucker who was a white supremacist and did everything he could to destroy any sort of um, black liberation on any front. And Ronald Reagan was a monster. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise between what he has done towards... I. people of lower economic status, people with mental health issues, uh, gays and lesbians, and the black community. He was a fucking monster. And what Nixon and Reagan were able to do was to code their white supremacist elitist ideas into coded language. So it wasn't like you were speaking directly about black people. You could code it in talking about taxes or welfare. And... Or when it comes to the gay community, just not talk about them dying at all when it comes to AIDS. A pandemic that happened and the man ignored it for almost a fucking decade. So fuck all those people. And we are still living with the damage and repercussions that they had created. In the same way that we'll be dealing and cleaning up the damage and repercussions of this current administration. But we're awake and we're ready to do so. We're going to finish the job also watching this documentary it highlights how this movement was started it was in reaction to the legalized lynchings that were happening to the community and they're still happening now we have legalized lynchings by the police departments, and as we know even the history behind policing is rooted in white supremacy and control of black people uh once slavery ended once they weren't putting us on plantations, they're finding ways to put us in prisons. And that's still going on. The war on drugs was purposeful to silence and ravage the black community, justify imprisoning, imprisoning the community, which it's wild when you think about it and how many people just kind of went along with it, this narrative of this war on drugs. And you think, Someone with a drug issue, why are you putting them in prison? That's an, a health issue. That's an addiction issue. And it's interesting that now when you're having the opioid crisis, which is mostly affecting white Americans, now we're talking about mental health and getting them into drug rehabilitation centers. Great, wonderful. Let's make sure that continues to any substance abuse issues, which again purposely done to ravage a specific community because you also had the war at Vietnam that was also happening didn't want you know there to be too much of an uprising in any direction especially even before that when you look at Martin Luther King was talking about he wasn't just moving on from black issues. He was looking to dismantle capitalism. And folks were white folks were rich white folks were not about that. And so we have to be careful because they feed us this lie of complacency that we too can have a piece of the pie. And as long as you've got, you know, your your Netflix and your TV and your job, then you're good. But how can any of us be truly good when we know that there are our brothers and sisters who are sleeping out on the street or being imprisoned over some really racist bullshit laws? We can't. Enjoy that comfort to activate yourself to be able to make sure that the lives of other people are better. And when I think about the Black Panthers arming themselves to protect themselves against police officers who are murdering them, isn't that our Second Amendment right Why is it okay for these white militias to rise up against these protesters who are protesting against injustice that's been going on in our country for centuries that they feel threatened? They're not the ones being murdered. And so it's purposely designed, and Ronald Reagan even made it harder for black people to obtain guns during that time period. And again, you're just seeing examples of second-class treatment, a consistent fear of the black community, and we're just trying to live our free lives. They've taken everything from us. They've stolen everything from us. We just want to live our lives, and they just keep harassing us and dogging us, and it needs to end. And with the war on drugs, it creates this idea of this enemy, this other. And it's like, these are American citizens that they have declared war on. A specific group of American citizens. And also just think about the war on drugs, it's like, take a page out of Portugal's book. They legalized drugs and made sure people got the mental health that they actually needed. And crime went down, drug abuse went down, you're taking away the shame of it. And here's the beautiful thing. This isn't such a radical idea. Good news. We live in a democracy. We have the power. They have tricked us into thinking that we don't. We do democracy is a full-time job and we actively accept that as well. So we're going to keep doing the work. We're going to keep educating ourselves and others. Find your way that 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 turns that knowledge into action. Again, it's back to what Stokely Carmichael was talking about. We have to become conscious. And and cuz it doesn't matter what form of government we have, we can slip into socialism, but if the, our consciousness isn't awakened, then we're going to have the same bullshit, right? So we have to become awake and stay awake and cannot get complacent. And that's why you're here. That's why you're listening to the podcast. You are doing the work. I hope you're also listening to other sources, other POC voices, queer voices, women voices of all intersectionalities in between those. Keep doing the work. The roots of white supremacy, they ring deep. And not just through the fabrics of America, but it's a worldwide epidemic, pandemic gross roots rotten and we're to continue to dismantle it and that comes from knowledge knowledge truly is power so i commend you applaud you thank you for you are we're we're in this together and sometimes i'm reminded that you know it's for a future that i might not ever see i might not ever see the promised land but i can dream about it and i know it's possible i know it's possible to have peace and freedom and equality and justice and I might not see this, but I'm going to push that football further down the wall, further down the football field, the line, getting it to the touchdown field goal. You know, you get it. We're moving something down the road. So on this lifelong journey and commitment to equality and justice and freedom and peace, because it's all about love, man. So definitely check out the Black Power Mixtape. I will shout this to the heavens. Take care of yourself. Keep the knowledge going breathe get back in the fight there we go running message and theme here speaking of let's get to the review of the week okay this one comes five stars title love this show by gene maggio and it reads i love the perspective and tone of the show the topics feel relevant also carry an important theme Great guests and a perfect host. Keep it up. Well, thank you, Gene Maggio. It's funny. I went to school, college with a Gene Maggio. I've not spoken to Gene Maggio in like over 10 years. I don't know if this is Gene Maggio. I hope you're doing well. Well, whatever. really appreciate the the review. Uh, Awesome. You can write a review on... Uh, what is it called? iTunes? Apple Podcasts? I don't know. The Apple one or wherever you listen, it helps people to find the show. And it just makes me feel really great. Make me feel good. You could make me cry with these reviews. Let's get into the tweets of the week. There were two that I want to bring attention to. The first comes from... At Ivan Ike scraps. It's Ivan. And Ivan says... I quoted shame is I am bad. Guilt is I did something bad. That was a quote from uh, our last episode where I quote was quoting Brene Brown and Ivan writes. Thank you at James Arthur M for sharing that quote from Brene Brown on Minority Corner. I hadn't heard that before and it will stick with me moving forward. Hashtag cancel culture. Yeah, that quote has stuck with me as well. I Shame useless guilt. Okay. You can move through that. Okay. I feel guilty about this. And I feel empowered to do something. So, uh, then this next one is in response to our minority corner rewind from last week. This comes from, uh, it was a conversation. So I read these two tweets. This comes from the first one was at nearsighted Puka. They wrote, so at minority corner released a rewind episode about Chadwick Boseman. I was legit tearing up. We lost an amazing actor. And then at Kelsey bot wink, wrote, that was such a special episode, a real celebration and insight as well. Yay. So glad that there was such great responses to that episode. Uh, I know we're all sort of experiencing a lot. I just wanted to celebrate that man who inspires me to this day. uh, Another angel guiding us all, whispering in our ear to keep doing the work and keep letting our light shine. Well, that's going to do it for this week's Minority Corner Rewind. Uh, I hope you are doing well this week. Had a safe Labor Day weekend. There's so much going on. If you're in the South and there's the hurricanes going on, I hope you are listening to any of the advisories. California has got those fires going on. I think there was an earthquake this morning. Like, Get your disaster prepared kit just ready to go. You just never know. It's good to be safe you know have a change of underwear and a bottle of water and some pants things you don't think about and some snacks that you can just zip out ready to go and whatever important documents you may need cuz um everyone keeps thinking like oh I can't wait till 2020 is over y'all think like a magic wand's going to happen like I am mentally prepared for a decade of work but we're strong we've got this our ancestors were strong We're strong and we're going to power through because uh, we're resilient as fuck. So let's go. All right. We will be back on Friday with a brand new episode. Super excited for the guest host coming on Friday. It's going to be a lovely, fabulous conversation. Some good stuff coming up for you. So enjoy the week. We'll see you on Friday. And thank you so much for listening to Minority Corner because together we're the majority. I love y'all.